The following podcast has been approved for restricted audiences only. It may contain adult themes, expletive language, sexual content, and some graphic nudity. Cartoonist producers must insist that no one takes this podcast or its content seriously. So sit back, grab a drink, and cut to the podcast. Happy New Year, mate. Martin! Good to see you. Good to Happy see you. Happy New Year. Cheers to that. Cheers. Here's to a wonderful, wonderful 2021. Yeah. Unlike, I, I lie, it's probably going to be the exact same, it seems. So, for those of us who are watching this, grab a drink, learn something new. This is cut too. This year, we're doubling down on providing like more valuable content for creatives. Because what we've been discussing a lot recently is shit we wish we had known coming up as a creative from beginning to where we are now. And I'm very much in the mid of my career. You're still, you know, at the beginning, but fucking, you know, cracking on. So this episode's all about beginnings. Beginnings, new year beginnings, life beginnings, uh, career beginnings. So we're gonna be chatting all of that. Can I kick it off? Go for it. When I thought of beginnings, I thought, ruddy hell. I've had quite a few beginnings in my life, right? We moved around a lot as a family, so I've been to loads of different... My, my eldest brother has been to like 18 different schools. Really? In his schooling. Yeah, yeah. Because he was the eldest. I must have been to at least six or seven primary schools, two high schools. And when I moved high school, I totally thought like, huh, like totally new beginning i can i can like reinvent myself you know what i found that that's like that's a film you know like that's a film script and it's a great film script um but the reality is you're still the same person i grew up on an island in australia which sounds fancy right but it wasn't uh and i moved to brisbane the big smoke the big city and i'm pretty sure that if i didn't do that in my late teens, well, I may not have had the same access to creativity, to creative thought, to culture, music, all of that stuff, than I would have done living two streets away from the beach on an island in the ass middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know? So there's my thoughts based on some of my past about beginnings. You've pretty much lived in the same place, yeah. am I right? Yeah, yeah. Most of your life. So in terms of beginnings, how many beginnings do you think you've had? I was uh, not born, but more or less created in a tube. I mean, clearly, you don't look like a god, you know, coming out of you know regular regular means. No, but sorry, not crack on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. My, well, I mean, my first beginning was uh, pit locker. That was just my my childhood was all in. It, I was all in one place. I didn't move uh, houses. I'm still in the same house I have always been in. Uh, currently, as you can see with the different setup, I'm home. I was home over Christmas and now with Lockdown 2.0, Lockdown the sequel, I am back in Pitlochry. Um, but there's worse places to be, um, unless you're trying to shoot a podcast and you've got a family of four running around screaming and fighting. I've only had one major beginning moving to Glasgow. I guess that was the kind of major one um, in my life, uh, which wasn't, you know, as big a jump as you'd think um, coming from like a smaller town and going to a fairly mm. big city. 
And I think a lot of that is just like Glasgow, like people make Glasgow, like it's kind of like home, everyone's friendly, you know, that's the benefits of living in Scotland, the majority are good cunts, basically. Here's to the good ones, Martin. Shall we take a moment to drink to the good ones? Let's Here's drink to, to the, the good, good ones. ones. We do plan to swear less this, this. That's a, that's a resolution that we are, we will maybe fulfill. I doubt it. We've failed already, like like most resolutions. But you, you moved to Glasgow. That's where your creative journey started, from, from my reckoning, right? Depends how far back you want to go. It's where my official creative journey started, but if you want to, like... Ooh, we're going to delve into the un yeah. unofficial one later on, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. So here's my top tip for, for 2021, for any creative out there. You probably have a specialism as a creative. An easy way to differentiate yourself, and therefore what I think you need, is something to complement that specialism of your creative bent, whatever it is, that differentiates you from everyone else who is the filmmaker, the graphic designer, whatever it may be. And if you've got those two things that combine, that are valuable, more valuable together, that is a very powerful thing. So to put it in perspective, I've always been a videographer and about what, seven years ago, I was like, you know what? I had the opportunity to deliver some training, really enjoyed it. So now I have trained myself up officially and unofficially as an educator and as a trainer. And those two things combined have provided me a whole lot more opportunity and opportunity to make money than if I was just one of those things. So something that I think a lot of creatives could think about, it doesn't need to just be education, it could be could be any number of things. So there we go, there, there's my top tip. Awesome, awesome stuff, great top tip. Not an easy thing, but you can, you can begin, you know? That's what the new year's all about, right? Indeed. Anything more to add or should we cut to? Cut it to. Who the fuck, 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 who the fuck? Hello listeners, watchers, welcome to Who the Fuck. This is where you get to find out some facts about Martin and I, and potential guests in the future. Stay tuned because we do have a guest coming up. Stick around to the end and we shall drop that... Bomb? Name. Start that again. Welcome to Who the Fact, where you get some facts about Martin and I before... He finishes that, I need to finish this intro. Welcome to Who The Fact. <coughs> we do want some female guests. <laughs> we need female just guests. On side, <laughs> we need just female on a side energy, note. please. Just on a side note. <laughs> First question for Who The Fact, Chris. Uh, Chris? Finn. That's gone in my head already. <laughs> Chris. All right, Chris. First question, where did you learn your craft? The first opportunity I learned to do anything kind of audio-visual similar to videography was back in the late 90s, a mate of mine, uh, a more wealthy mate of mine, had like a really fancy SLR, not a DSLR, like proper film. And she was like, yeah, you can borrow it, but you need to buy your own film. So I went and of course got black and white film and um, shot some photography around, around Brisbane City and just fucking loved it. Like, it was the, the best time I'd had, and I'd always done art and writing and all sorts of stuff, but I was just like, this visual medium, this is awesome. Following on from there, HND and TV production, uh, and then went on to do a BA in filmmaking and screenwriting, and then went straight into working for myself and been doing that ever since. Martin, what about yourself? Where did you learn your craft? 
So I, I actually started making home videos with the DV cam, which was digital, unfortunately, not not quite the OG uh, B and W. Showing your age, Martin. Showing your young age. But I actually, and it actually, it had to think about this. But I actually used to make pre-YouTube uh, like spoofs of movies, like Harry Potter, and I will dig these up at some stage. But full-on spoofs. Me and my mates, aged like eight. Um, just sort of filming shit. So I, I didn't actually realize that's where the beginnings were because when I was a teenager, I was a BMXer. And when I was a BMXer, we used to film skate edits, BMX edits, film ourselves, getting up to no good, drinking, fighting, all that kind of stuff, you know, teenage shit, rebel, rebel years. Um, and it wasn't until I was finishing high school and en route to become a nursery teacher, apparently, that's another story for another podcast. But um, it wasn't until my uh, guidance teacher was like, Martin, what do you really want to do? And I was like, I don't know, I BMX. Like the chance of becoming a professional BMXer was not going to happen. You got some good advice then. Yeah, yeah, so I got some good advice. Um, but I also filmed stuff. So um, he sort of said, you know, have you ever considered TV? And I hadn't, hadn't even thought of that. I didn't even know that was a career you could pursue. So I pursued that. Um, didn't get into any universities. Um, I applied to like six, didn't get into any single one. Applied to City Glasgow College, didn't get in there and went on a waiting list. And uh, f someone dropped out like a week before the course was about to start. Went there, wow. did two years, and then uh, applied to the Conservatory, the Royal Conservatory of Scotland, and did my time there three years. Graduated a couple of years ago, a year and a half, I don't know, lost track of time during COVID. And whilst all that, I started freelancing. So, self-taught and kind of taught. Nice. There's some information in there I did not know about, and we will get onto that at a later date. <laughs> but, next question! This is a great one for any creative out there, because I get asked it a lot by people coming up in the creative industries. Martin, what was your first job, your first paid job, I should add, and how much did you get paid for it? <laughs> Creative job was a, a 16th party DJ thing. I used to DJ for my mate's house parties when I was uh, a, a teenager. So I had a little small, tiny little business there. I got 100 quid for that. And I got to drink, so you know, win-win. My first video-related job was in 2000 and, oh God, 15? Uh, where I I had my iPhone 5, it got smashed, I got it fixed at a place in Cardiff called iPhone Fixed. Anyway, I used to get marketing emails from them and uh, one of the marketing emails I got in 2015 was, we're looking for a YouTuber to be the front face of our brand and oh, you know, do some videos and we'll pay yeah. handsomely. They, they, they definitely didn't say. So anyway, I applied to that, got that and I did this uh, two jobs for them and it was me delivering uh, to the camera for the first time ever and let me tell you I did I actually did all right and I was uh, wearing an iPhone it was great fix, I remember yeah. an iPhone fix polo filming it on an iPhone lit with a fucking candle or some whatever the fuck I had with me and uh, that was my first creative job and I got 80 quid for that and then the second video he gave me 60 quid even though it was the exact same amount of work cheap can't so my first job, I was working in a call center. I saved up from working in the call center and spent two grand. Cause that, that was the price. Like you can't get like a 600 quid DSLR back then and be shooting 4K. You had to spend two grand and you were shooting HD on physical medium that you had to spend money on and use once. You could tape over them, but that was just bad practice. So I saved up working in a call center two grand and one of my, one of my work colleagues and mates back then was like, oh, I've got a dermatologist friend. She's been talking about video. I know you, you do video stuff. I was like, yes, yes, I do. Absolutely. I've got the equipment, all the gear. No idea. <laughs> and so it was dermatologist gig, uh, 
It was like a number of videos, it wasn't too many, but I broke it down and I got paid twice as much for the hours that I put into doing that videography gig. So it was a short like half day shoot. And I think it was only three videos really. It was a talking head video, bit of text information on screen to reinforce what she was communicating. And I was like, holy shit, man. Like, why am I working in a call center when I can get paid twice the amount and enjoy it more? And it's like a dermatologist video. It's nothing to write home about, dear mum. I've made it in Hollywood. <laughs> it's not that type of that type of made it, but what I thought was, you know what? That is a lot better. It was 200 quid. I think that's such a great question because uh, I think your first job as a creative, particularly as a freelancer, is such a, even if it is 80 quid, even if it's 20 quid, even if it's 200 quid, that's pretty fucking decent. I was on 60 quid. It's a great boost for, you know, I, I, could, I could do this, you know? I, people may pay yeah. me for or my creative skill. First jobs are so important and so uh, they will stay with you. Um, so it's a great question. And I, and I would say that uh, you wanna get paid more than the living wage minimum. Yeah. Even your first job, you need to value it because people will take the piss, we know that. And we will get on to a lot of that throughout this year, I'm sure. Um, and I would encourage, I would encourage people to to let us know, like, how can we help you? Because I think this year we both agreed that we want to help people more with Cut2 so that they can literally grab a drink and learn something new. But more importantly, let us know what they want to learn. Mm. And if we don't know it, we'll get a guest on to help us help them, yeah. basically. We'll do the legwork. We'll do the legwork. Next question. What is or was your proudest moment as a creative? I don't know, like I'm not a massive self-promoter, you know, and I think I think a lot of creatives struggle with self-promotion. Some don't. We all fucking know them. I don't know, like I've not had any like humongous wins. I'm proud anytime someone says to me, Finn, we enjoyed that so much and we were dreading it. Oh, you know, good. that yeah. kind of attitude of like, I didn't want to take part in this at all because my boss, my CEO, my whoever forced me to, or the CEO or the MD or whoever had to. And they were like, you made that so easy. That's a proud moment for me. And I try to make that a regular occurrence, of course. To answer the question, <laughs> um, all I could think was that moment when I went, I'm not working in the call center anymore. Mm. I'm not I'm not taking on um, any part-time jobs and I'm going all in. It's like that whole like side hustle thing these days. It's like, when do you turn your side hustle into your main hustle? You know what? When you've got enough fucking money in the bank, that's when you do. But you gotta you gotta make that bank. So I strategically made that happen. Like I said earlier, saved up to buy the camera. I saved up to make that happen. But it was more than just having enough money in the bank to securely go, I quit. <laughs> but that was a proud moment. I didn't say, I didn't say like, I quit. I was like, do you need a video? <laughs> I've really enjoyed working here, but yeah, do you need a video? <laughs> so yeah, that was probably the proudest moment. That was a difficult question for me. What was your proudest moment of, of years of gone by? My my proudest moment was graduating from the conservatoire last last summer. Like I said earlier, like I left school with an idea that I wanted to do something in film and TV, but like I got I didn't get into it. I I think I got into like I 
think I maybe got a, 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 I can't remember, what's it called when you... Conditional? Is it conditional? Yeah, conditional, yeah, yeah. So I had like one conditional, um, and everywhere else that I really kind of looked to get into, that I thought this would be good for me, uh, didn't get in. I was like, fuck. Um, so I went to City Glasgow College, and, and nothing wrong with that, but I, but I scraped in, you know, like I said, I was on a waiting list. Um, but then sort of doing two years there and applying to the most prestigious film school in Scotland um, and getting in first, first like straight away and, and finishing that. And um, that was like a, that was a huge achievement for me personally. With a lot of accolade as well, like you were, you won awards and were part of award-winning crews mm. within your journey there as well. But to, to kind of echo what you're saying there, I was knocked back from Sydney University of Technology by a number of other universities. And they claimed because I was too old, too mature, right? Bullshit, absolute bullshit. When I moved to Glasgow, I took that on board, right? I took that on board. I was like, okay, fair play. Well, I'm gonna show you my commitment to education. And so the first thing I did when I moved to Glasgow was I undertook a night course in Digital video. God, you're old. <laughs> Dave, shout out to Dave at the City of Glasgow College. Yes. Um, it was a night night course. Legend. And basically, I showed interest. I assume a bit of talent. Finished the night course. Explained to Dave. Listen, I want to study this. Like, this is the only reason why I'm doing this course. Like, I was just straight up. You know, fucking classic Australian. Like, Dave, straight up. This is why I'm doing this course. And he was like. Oh, listen, I'll, I'll mention that to Bill. So I went down next open day, sat down. I was like, oh, this is Bill, because he introduced himself. And I was like, oh, Bill. And he was like, oh, Finn. And I was like, oh, oh, this is already working. It's already working. Um, and then literally, literally, Bill left his desk. He just, he just left the open day desk and took me up to the studio. Literally took me up to the studio. He was like, there's the studio. This is where you'll be studying, da, 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 and took like a good 10, 15 minutes, came back down, gave me the sheets of paper and stuff and went, oh, I'll be looking forward to, to seeing you. And I was like, what, I'm in? I, I, <laughs> I left, I, I, no, but I left like feeling sky high after that because yeah. I felt like I'd really like- Put in the graft and got there. My basic take home from that is that if you want something, you don't just get it. You no, need to work, work for, for it. Yeah. And it's and it's incremental, you know, like, what do you want in life? Start small and get there. If you're expecting it to be just given to you, then you may as well be born into a millionaire family because that's the only way that happens. Otherwise, you've got to work for it. Yeah. So much similar to you, like, I was fucking knocked back, man. Yeah. And had to start with a night course in <laughs> digital video. Yeah. And look at me now. Top of the world. We've taken our audience to the highs. Now, let's get to the lows. What has been your lowest point as a creative? Hilariously, well, not, not so hilariously, but it's the exact same fucking answer. Graduating from the Royal Conservatory of Scotland. Mate, post-graduation depression, it is, it is 100% a thing. I'd heard of it, but I hadn't experienced it, obviously. But when I graduated, it was kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like, because no one really has a foolproof plan. It's kind of like RCS do a good job of kind of like, uh, in the last few months, you're kind of like, 
encouraged and you have meetings, one-to-one -one meetings, and it's like, you know, what I want to do, get the CVs ready, let's all get fucking ready. And then when you leave, you, you know, send them out and you get a job and that's it. That's not it. <laughs> it's not fucking it. You can send a million CVs. Chances are you ain't gonna get anything back. And that was kind of it for me. And fortunately, I had kind of set the foundations as a freelancer to kind of do that and support myself um, for a few months at least. And um, but there was there's a time that, like immediately where you you're kind of you've done three years and you've had a structured nine to five and you've had homework and you've had other jobs. For me, I had freelance on the side. But then you go from that to, oh my God, I've got all this free time and I'm not making money and I have don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And there was like, there was like two, three months of like a really dark period where I was like, what the fuck, is this it? Like, am I fucked? And then I managed to get myself out of that and, you know, work started picking up until COVID hit. But, you know, um, so that was, a, that was my lowest point. My lowest point was graduating. I was pretty depressed. I missed some of my friends. I missed the structure to my life. That was pretty much it. Man, um, God, I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Like, likewise, this was a difficult one, but I would probably say, like, I have lots of low points, just like I have lots of, lots of high high points. You know, um, like I'm I'm a pretty sensitive soul, which I think a lot of creators are sensitive. But in terms of beginnings it's always the ends, the ends of something that you didn't necessarily plan to end or want to end that are often the lowest points. Things that just disappear. So I was running a, a previous production company and it just ended. It just ended because it wasn't working as, a, as a, um, an organization. Um, so that was, that was a proper, proper low point um, because it just went from working to not working and then having to start again and at that low point i tell you what like i couldn't see any uh positive outcome from that end but now looking back there was loads of positive outcomes from that end like it was largely largely positive it was actually the best thing and i think if you listen to people who have gone through really tough times they'll say, oh, you know what, looking back, like that was actually the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. You can't, you can't see the wood for the trees sometimes, especially if you're trying to make it as a creative. Um, it is difficult and you will have highs and you will have lows, just like anyone in business trying to turn coin from something that they're doing rather than accepting a job. But that was, that was super low point is, is that, ending and it not being something I necessarily wanted, but it had to happen because it just was not working. Yeah. Started again from scratch. Best thing I ever did. There we have it. That, that was my low point, um, but it led to a high point. So if you're currently in a low point, which lots of people are, I'm in a low point. Most of my business disappeared in 2020. Started 2020, like it just went boof. I was literally, honest truth, I was looking at fruit picking jobs because I was like, See if there's no work for three months because we're in proper lockdown. What kind of work can I do so that I'm actually earning? I had enough, like more than enough in the business, in my own pot to see me through. But like, I don't want to not earn coin and I don't want to not do something. And I was like, I remember my mum fruit picking to support us back in the day. 
And my yeah. mind went, fruit picking. Doesn't matter what you do, like hard work. Fucking hard work, right, Martin? You're a hard worker. Yeah. I'm a hard worker. And there shouldn't be any jobs beneath you. Like, one of my mates was fruit picking all through COVID. Fruit picking's probably more fucking financially secure than my current job. Next question! <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self knowing what you know now? Well, I'll be honest, there's, there's very little advice that I could give myself that my younger self would actually take on board. But, here's me trying. Such a waster. Such a waster. <laughs> Out in his BMX, getting e drunk. Even if, my, <laughs> even if my future self appeared in front of my younger self and was like, I'm from the future and I've got advice for you, my younger self would be like, yeah, fuck off, mate. <laughs> Like, you're, you're a whack I'm job. I'm glad right? I met you in your later life, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know whether it would have worked. First of all, save your money. Um, save every penny you can. Spend what you need to, but also save. Like, don't splurge. If you have the change, put it in a savings account. Save, all right? The next one is be nice to everyone. Um, make as many friends as you can. It's important later in life, I think, to especially as a creative, you want to develop as many connections as possible. The next one is school doesn't define you. It may mm, set the foundations yeah. of the person you could be, but it doesn't define you. You 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 make your own uh, person once you leave, once you get real life experience, once you start doing things nice. out with your bubble. School get it wrong a lot of the time. Um, School got it wrong for me. I've got a framed, uh, I've got a framed letter home from school saying Martin is going to amount to nothing. Those aren't the exact words, but they're very, very, very close. I'll, I'll show them next time. Yeah, school get it, gets it wrong. And if you're in school, don't worry too much about it. If you've got ideas, if you've got some kind of idea of where you want to go in life, um, you'll get there with enough uh, drive and enough motivation. Don't worry about what your teachers say because. The fucking teachers, they're people. It's one opinion. Exactly. But you don't know that at the one time. One opinion. Because you think that opinion no, is all that matters. And they don't know you yeah, either. They absolutely. only know you for like 40 minutes in maths and then you fuck off for lunch. School doesn't define you. Next one is always overestimate in your quotes <laughs> and then negotiate down. All right, just do that. All right, you'll, you'll thank me later. Can I can I add, add something in there? Yeah, please. Add something in there? Please. Is that the other strategy that you can do is to add contingency mm. funds. Mm. So quote, quote for the job, but when you quote for the job, put the price next to it and itemize exactly what you're providing so that there's no uh, confusion as to the deliverables, whether it's time or whether it's a service or a product. Be very specific as to what you are doing for that said price and if you think based on how they are acting, talking, explaining what they want, just say, and listen, let's build in some contingency that will be used only if we talk about it and it's required and build that in. That's another wee top tip. My final one is surround yourself with like-minded people and get rid of the toxic ones as soon as possible. If you wanna be creative and you wanna be at the top of your game, Surround yourself with like-minded creatives, talented people, get on with them, make friends, because chances are it'll all rub off in a good way. You'll rub off on them and you'll be a better, you'll be better, you'll be more successful. So that's my last um, top tip. I nearly knocked that full pint over, fuck me. Great, great top tip. Um, 
And the sooner you do that, especially within an industry, you'll realize quicker whether it's right for you or not. Certain parts of certain industries attract certain types of people mm. and certain cultures yeah. and certain ways of doing things and ways of treating people. And the sooner you do that, the sooner you can work out, do I want to be part of this or not? And I, I learned that. I went through the whole TV thing and I was like, no. <laughs> I was just like, no, no. I, I do not accept that working environment. I do not accept the hours for the rate of pay. Um, so no, thank you, but no thank you. See ya. Um, fucking great, great, great tips, great tips. What advice would you give your younger self that would have made a difference to your life? First one, invest in yourself, which is pretty broad in terms of invest in yourself. It could be time, um, it could be a certain pastime, you know, it could be a certain hobby, um, it could be education, it could be just treating yourself to something. You know, something that you deserve. I've been quite frugal across my whole life because I didn't have much growing up. So it kind of inbuilt frugality into um, what I do. I should have treated myself more. I should have allowed myself to do things and treat myself more, basically. Yeah, but um, that's, just, that's just one part. But invest in your future self because investing in yourself now is investing in your future self. So I would have liked to sit me down and go, right, invest in yourself now, because that's you investing in you in the future. We don't often think about our future selves because that's not how the brain works. We know our past selves a lot, but it's very difficult to think of our future self. So invest in your future self is what I would have said. And I probably would have said, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Number two, immediately when you leave school, even whilst you're in school, save up six months of your average um, wage. Wherever you live, six months of your average monthly wage, save that up, put it in a savings account, and that is your safety net. You never have to worry about anything happening, and if anything does happen, you have six months to work that shit out, which is ample time. This year, I had more than six months of that built in. But see, at the start of the year, I was still considering taking on fruit picking work, right? But that, that's, that's my frugal mind thinking, right? I haven't changed an iota, moved around the whole world, not changed my thinking. Anyone right now, if you're a creative, start saving, put it in a savings account. This isn't for you to go on holiday. This is, this is emergency money that provides you confidence that you can make decisions based on your creative purpose in life, knowing that you've looked after your future self. Next one, save for a fucking mortgage after that, you dumb bastard. Why do I feel like I'm talking to my mom? Buy a fucking house, right? There's this, there's this classic ad in Australia that goes rent money, dead money, just to the point. But what they're essentially saying is, if you're paying rent, you're paying someone else's mortgage. As long as you know you're gonna be in the one place. I wanted to go traveling. I went traveling around the world. I had no interest in buying a property in Australia. But if I was gonna stay in one place, I should have, following that six month buffer, started saving for a deposit on a property immediately. Straight away, do it now. 
best thing I ever did was investing in the place that I'm currently sitting in. And it was difficult as a freelancer. And if you've got any questions about, oh, well, I don't have a full-time permanent job, the bank's not gonna give me a mortgage. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult, but there are ways around it and there's ways to do it. That's what I should have done in my early 20s. I, I had to do it in my mid 30s, right? Still enough time though, loads of time. Four, once you've invested in that property, Finn, every piece of money that you bring in, put 30% of that into long-term investment. Every piece of money that comes in. I do that now in the business. I do that now with what the business pays me. 30% of the business goes into similar elements. 30% of the money that the business pays me goes into similar elements. Oh yeah. Fucking golden. Set myself up. Looking after future self. So next, back then, what I would have said to myself, right, index funds, right? It just tracks, it just tracks the stock market. Invest in that, you can invest in like FTSE 100 in the UK, it's all different around the world. But you're essentially investing in the top 100 most profitable companies in the UK and it tracks the stock market. Historically, over the long term, it has always gone up. Chances are it will. Back then, that was the only option. The other option would have been personal pension scheme. So any pension that you get through your employer, put more of your income into that if you can. Looking after your future self when you're fucking old and you need it. Young people don't think of their older selves. I wasn't. I don't have any pensions except for recent pensions. Because I was just like, no, I'm, I'm not signing up to any pension. Out with that property. That's the other investment, which we've covered earlier. You're already looking after future self by getting on the property market. It's fucking up to you, man. Make all the mistakes you want. Learn from them. Yeah. Um, but what, what I think we've summarized there is what, what we should have done. You know? Yeah. Learn from um, our mistakes. What would you say to your younger self? Like, yeah. that's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, like, what have we missed? Because there's, there'll be so many things that I, I could have gone on with that list for a lot longer. And you could see a train of thought with mine, which is all financial. Yeah. And that stems from me, me growing up with not a lot, me considerably, uh, considerably having a lot more now, but how much more I could have had with a little bit of financial education. Yeah. People still don't have financial education because it's not taught in school. I learned quite a few things there, man. Yeah, I think it's a great segment and I look forward to diving in uh, to similar questions with all of our guests, our upcoming guests in 2021. So stick around. And if you wanna, you wanna find out who the guests are, stick around till the end of the show. And if you wanna keep up to date with all those guest episodes, head to cut-2.com and you will find everything there. Find out more about what the fuck and more exciting segments. What the fuck? We're, 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 we're you now, we're graded you. What the fuck? Fat Q. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, F-A-Q-U. Fuck you. Yeah. No, no, well, what the, no, no, well, nah, what the fuck's better, because it's more of a no, question. No, not, 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 not who, not who the fact. fact you, is much better, because we're providing facts for you. I love it. That's, that's much better than who the fact. Shall we? I need a, yeah, I need a pee. Cut to. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Sanjava. This week, it's all about beginnings, so... Finn, what have you got for me? I'm gonna throw this back to my beginnings in the 90s. 
this was really when I started my creative journey in Brisbane when I was exposed to a lot, a lot of creative people, a lot of creative outlet as well. And um, there's this, he's a comedian, musician, bit of jack of all trades um, called John Safran, an amazing guy. And he did a parody of this song called Everybody Needs to Wear Sunscreen, um, which was just given random pieces of knowledge and advice, but he did not the sunscreen song which was a parody version of, of this Baz Luhrmann. That's who did the original song. Um, so this dude, awesome, awesome Australian, big back then, this is not the sunscreen song for your beginning. Maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children, maybe you won't. If you do have children, lock them under the stairs. Do one thing each day that scares you. Sing, dance, jump in front of a car. Do not trust anyone who tries to update Shakespeare for the kids. And if you see Quindon Tarver in the street, punch him in the face for me. And if you want to see the full awesome. video, head to cut-2.com and we will link you out from there. Um, it is, it is an amazing song right the way through. Very funny, but also good advice. Um, the Anarchist Manifesto is also in there, which is uh, a very interesting piece of text from um, around that same period, which was outlawed, um, which was like how to be a terrorist. Uh, so this whole terrorism thing's been going on for a while, but that, that was the book that he was wrapping up as part of all the terrible other gifts that you would give to um, to children and, and the like. But yeah, that, that song really resonated with me back in the day, because I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, you know, maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't. You know, maybe you'll have children, maybe you won't. You know, and just being like, think of your future self. That's what I kind of, that's that, yeah. that, it was that kind of era that I was trying to work out firstly who I was and what I wanted to do, but had no idea about either of those things. And now I know what I wanna do and who I am. It's funny to think that I never did. And so a lot of people watching this will feel that same terribleness. And so my message to them, which is parodied in this song in, in, in comedic form, is don't be hard on yourself because the world's gonna be hard on you. Other people are gonna be hard on you. So don't be hard on yourself. Just be the best person that you can be day in, day out and you will get to where you want to be. Hard graph, right? Fitchy, fitchy. Mix it up for me. What do you got? Well, first of all, I've got Stella all over my hands. I need to go watch those. Okay, so mix it up in terms of beginning. So it got me thinking about film scores, composers, and when I think of film scores, there's one that always is at the top of the list. It's called Married Life, and it's by a composer called Michael Giacchino. Ah, it does ring a bell. Um, and this is from the Pixar, the Disney Pixar film called Up. Beautiful film. Beautiful f film. The first five minutes, incredible, like as a standalone. But this is Married Life from the Pixar film Up.
Oh man, already makes me feel yeah, super sad. It's it's a very emotional five minutes. You definitely need to check it out. We can only show you so much because we're gonna get fucking striked on YouTube. But it's an incredible uh, opening scene, and the music for sure was one of the first. Like it was only two thousand nine when I watched this, and it was one of the first like films that really sat with me. Like it was the first time I took notice of the music and how it made me feel. And fun fact, the reason he was in my head now is because I just finished my second watch through of Lost, which you may know is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, with its flaws, but one of my favorite shows of all time. And in Lost, there was an episode where I could hear the score coming in the background. And I was like, fuck me, that sounds like so similar. And then I clocked, I was like, it sounds like Up. And it was a similar theme to that. And then I googled it, and turns out Michael Giacchino was the the fucking composer of the whole of Lost. Wow. Yeah. So I had no idea. So probably the best thing of Lost is that. Martin, we also forgot to mention this episode is sponsored by absolutely fucking nobody. Yep. Just wanted to make that point clear to anyone out there that wanted to absolutely not sponsor this episode, because we're not interested. Are you sitting in a comfortable place? Do you have a drink? Perfect. You are ready for couples therapy. This is a segment where Martin and I bring something that we're struggling with. Something that we would like some help and advice with. And hopefully we can get some insight to help us along on our journey to recovery. <laughs> Next episode, we have a special guest which we'll get to later on. And so next episode, it's not couples therapy, it's throuples therapy. It's a, it's a menage a trois. It's a three-way. <laughs> or just a fucking good time. So couples therapy, what do you struggle with just now? What, what can I help with? Or try to help with more to the point? Up until this year, up until now, I've had a, a pro, like an issue with it. Less therapy, more of a revelation that I want to share with you. Um, so, inspiration. It's a big fucking word. It's a big topic if you are uh, creative. I think at the start of the year, like we are in now, a lot of us are looking for that bit of inspiration that is going to get the ball rolling, get the year moving, get yourself on some kind of path and uh, achieve what you want to achieve and that's the hardest part hardest part is starting a big thing that's preventing that is lack of inspiration for years you know people have said you know go for a walk you know get out of the normal environment and your inspiration will come and you know put yourself in situations like that and yes that works not that often and what i've kind of realized is my inspiration comes from information there's a trigger to inspiration and for me that is information you need to learn something you need to experience new experiences you need to speak to people you wouldn't normally speak to it's only it's taken me like what five years in this field to realize that is what it is like don't go for a walk go for a walk and listen to a podcast kardashian.com but learn something while you're on that walk music can be an inspiration but if you listen to people who all have their own perspectives in life, 
that's where the inspiration is because it's shit you don't think about man i i totally feel you there uh i'm i'm someone like education is real close to my heart like i know not much about a lot of things yeah i find it quite easy to hold a conversation with pretty much anyone because I know a little bit about what they do and I'm always interested to know. So I've got a broad, broad, yeah. broad interest. Um, yeah, so yeah. I would I would agree with you in terms of garnering information for inspiration. Um, and I like the little alliteration of it. Um, it's, it's really, really nice. It's tricky when you're drunk. <laughs> the only thing I would add to that, you need to apply the information plus your inspiration to equal creation. Yeah. I agree. That's what I think a lot of people struggle with is that it's the application of the information. I've done loads of research into loads of topics. It's done me very little good until I have been able to apply it. So that's why I spoke earlier about having that specialism and then having an additional element to your niche so that it differentiates yourself. It's exactly what you're talking about. Garner more inf information that contributes towards your creativity. Great starting point for 2021. And how about yourself, mate? What have you got to vent, to get off your chest, to talk about on couples therapy? All right, Martin, really uh, couples therapy is directly related to our mental health. And I came across this article, which we'll link to on the website. Seemingly being close to the coast improves your mental health. One study has found. I would agree. I found that really, really interesting. And I miss the ocean. Having grown up near the ocean, I now live a good hour and a bit away from anything that you would want to drive to and experience in terms of um, a coast. There's this uh, theory of the aquatic ape theory. The assumption is Homo erectus, humanity, we evolved in the plains of Africa. Not by the sea, but on the grasslands. And this is why we rose up on our hind legs so that we could see over the flat lands. And for our brains to develop to the size that they are, we developed the specialism of cracking into bone marrow because that's the only physiological reason why we could develop such a powerful brain because it needs a lot of energy to develop that over tens of thousands of years. However, there's this other theory that no one on mass accepts. We developed by the coast and it gives rise to the fact that we are largely hairless, you know, much similar to a lot of other mammals who are in the sea, whales, dolphins, lots of things like that. And so the water supported us because we were looking for fish and fish um, is another source of all of those nutrients and, and goodness that you need for brain development as you develop as a species. So this, what they call the aquatic ape theory, the water supported our bodies as we were hunting for fish and collecting shell fish and whatnot in the shallows. And that helped us become upright above the water, being more capable of hunting. And the water supported our bodies, kind of makes sense and our bodies lost the hair that our ape ancestors would have had because they were in water, just like a lot of these mammals. So I found that quite interesting. And therefore, 
Surely it would make sense that the human race would feel more at ease, more at home by the coast rather than inland because it's almost harking back to our origins. So what was your point <laughs> in couples therapy? <laughs> okay, so sorry, I did go off. I, I went off on one, Martin. Cut me off at any moment and just, and just edit me in going, I explained earlier that I, I grew up near the sea, you know, large part of my, my youth. And when I moved to the big smoke, the big city, that's where I was able to embed myself in creative culture, access to creativity, to museums, to, to music, to art, to all of these cultures that go on in hotspots, which are cities. If I had stayed by the coast in that little island that I lived in, I wouldn't have been immersed in the creativity that I was leaving that. That was one of my first new beginnings. And this study made me think, wait a second, when I moved to Brisbane, that was also the start of my degradation in terms of my mental health. But I was also developing as a teenager into my 20s. Arguably, um, that's a difficult development time anyway. But I found this, this article about staying by the coast makes your mental health potentially better. Interesting, because when I moved to the city, I saw it as a great thing, great opportunity, access to all this creative stuff and it, and it fueled my creativity, but it also fueled a lot, of, a lot of challenges with my mental health. And this is, this is part of the reason why we do this segment is because when I was that age, I was suffering a lot with various challenges um, that I didn't speak about. You know what, Martin? I do love couples therapy. I think it's a great segment. And apologies, I went off uh, total subject there. But but these are, these are some subject matters that, that are really interesting and probably we could devote an entire episode to. Totally. But it is kind of off topic. It's, it's totally off topic for beginnings, but beginnings, humanity beginnings, it, it all links together. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you try hard enough, yeah. But what I am in, like excited about is bringing on guests <laughs> and hearing about their problems, their struggles and discussing those. Yes. Um, because you know, like, we have struggles, but we can only have so many. You know, we're not, like, we do okay, the two of us. Speak for yourself. Ah, you know. Yeah. No, no, you're right. And and if there's one thing, Martin, um, and I hope you edit this in, it's not been a great year last year. No. For, for anyone except for the 1%. The 1% have become wealthier. That is factually evident. Nearly everyone else including myself, including yourself, have had a fucking terrible year. Business-wise, pretty fucking terrible year because I don't work in a specific industry, specific subset that has been able to have growth during this period. Um, and all I would say is that if you are in that, try to give back as much as you can. That's what I would say. Give back as much as you can. Cut to! Martin, the dude on screen currently is our very first guest. And we are both currently listening to his live stream on Twitch. Not only does he DJ sweet tunes, he is an actor. <laughs> 
comedian. He does improv. He's an awesome dude, and he is gonna be our next episode, cut to Stephen McCall. Now, in terms of acting, he has been in Outlander, High Times. That's my favorite role. He was Rab in High Times, one of the best shows of all time. He was in Crying With Laughter, Stone of Destiny, Rushmore back in the day, Band of Brothers. And he is currently doing Zoom rehearsals for a new film as well. So lots, lots to find out about. The awesome Steven is gonna be with us in a couple of weeks. And he's also a Twitch streamer. He's in the cabin. <laughs> and he's totally, he totally, totally is your tunage. Martin, thank you for an awesome episode. If you are still watching this, thank you for sticking around. If you found it valuable, all we ask is for you to share it, like it, follow, subscribe, tweet, print it out, post it to your gran, fax it to your earlier self in the 90s, maybe even pin it to your local notice board. And don't forget to smash that bell. End. Bell end. <laughs> Over to you. And if you've gotten this far, consider subscribing at cut-2.com and we will not, not sell your details to the highest bidder. I'm fucking wrecked, mate. I can actually so pissed right now. <laughs> it's that gin. It's that gin. Well, there was four shots in this. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, four shots. Two of these. No wonder you're so pissed. I, I'll be standing right there. Alrighty, happy new year, mate. Well, I mean, it's well into the new year now. Yeah, but, but yeah, cheers no. to that. Here's to a marginally better 20, 2021. It can't be. It can't be worse than last year, right? It can. Yeah, it sure can. Like I, I do have a deep, booming voice. I know, but I, I could put on, a, you know, a, a more female accent for you. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Hi, Martin. Oh. That is just embarrassing. <laughs> But I feel like we now need to start again because that's completely thrown me. Um, because then I thought, like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I can't do a woman's voice. <laughs> I'm just about to post this on on Stevens. I'm new to Twitch and love it. Just about to, in in inverted commas, report at Steven to Twitch as the best ever. What a great way to show how much you love the stream. <laughs> I can't wait to see his reaction. <laughs> He's probably like, no, 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 don't, <laughs> do, do, do not do that. <laughs> Someone called Morty goes, do it. <laughs> Just too, too sexual.
Oh, <laughs> <laughs>